Welcome to the Liberty Leadership and Lies with Larry Linton podcast, coming to you from the Goat Locker Studio in Sevierville, Tennessee. Be sure and check us out and like us on Facebook and Instagram, and follow us on Telegram, as well as on the website of libertyleadershipandlies.com. You can subscribe to notifications on the website to follow the blog there. If you would like to contact the show, just send an email to Larry at libertyleadershipandlies.com. Again, that is Larry at LibertyLeadershipAndLies.com. Now, on to the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Liberty Leadership and Lies. This week's topic is lies. First, a huge thank you to our newest supporter of the podcast, Terry B. I really appreciate your support. As I have previously said, anybody can support the work we do here to be a voice in the wilderness. Working together, we can peacefully restore our constitutional republic by shaking off the voter apathy that has gripped our nation for decades. If you'd like to join with Kathy, Glenn, AJ, and Terry, just visit the show's home on Anchor and click the support link, then just follow the steps. There are other ways other than financial to support the show as well. By sharing it and our other social media pages with all of your family, friends, co-workers, and neighbors. There is strength in numbers when we stand together in the arena. As this week's topic is lies, we're going to focus on just one single legislator. As I previously mentioned in a couple of the weekend updates, Tennessee Speaker of the House and Speaker of the Senate announced the formation of a joint commission to study refugee, I won't use AKA, but let's say RKA, otherwise really known as illegal immigrants that are being flown into Tennessee. Several members of the House and Senate from the Assembly were selected to serve on this, what I think in the end will be just a huge waste of time, effort, and of course, our money, our sweat equity. But hey, our elected representatives spend our money like it is not their own, as we already know. When you spend other people's money, you have no regard for value or cost. One of the members of the state Senate requested to serve on this joint committee because some of the illegal aliens were being flown into his district. That senator that requested to be on the committee is Senator Todd Gardenhire. His district encompasses Chattanooga. You may remember me mentioning him in a weekend update or in my blog and social media posts. Apparently, he is one of those trans-publicans. Well, most of them are now anyway. The esteemed senator decided to write an op-ed about his thoughts prior to any work being performed by the committee he requested to be on. I guess being a trans-publican means you cannot be a good poker player. His op-ed showed his cards and how he will conduct his work on the committee. So we're going to break down his op-ed and the disingenuousness of it. The lies in it. In his op-ed, he opened with a statement that he was appointed to the committee to study, here comes the first lie, which is meant to garner your sympathy, the issues surrounding migrant children being brought into Tennessee. Notice how he uses migrant children, because who can be against anything that involves children, right? Completely glossing over the fact that, for the most part, they are older teenagers, as well as the major fact that they're still illegal aliens. Now, let me say the United States of America willingly accepts migrants every year, but we do it through a legal process. 
calling them migrant children and not illegal aliens from the outset in his op-ed is a lie. A lie meant to garner sympathy. A lie meant to cover exactly how they came into the country. Next, he states, as I previously mentioned, that he requested this assignment because one of the facilities they are being brought into the state in is in Highland Park, which is in his district. He let slip a little something in his op-ed opening that should have everybody that is a law-abiding Tennessean up in arms. He states, I have known about this for several months. So, let's get this straight. A state lawmaker, an elected official that is a servant of the people, that writes the laws of our state, knew that illegal aliens were being brought into the district he represents for several months? And he didn't do anything about it? Nope, not until the news outlets started reporting it. He did not get out in front of this when it first began? He allowed the federal government to slip illegal aliens into the communities he represents and then was silent about it? Oh, but he did state in his op-ed that he spoke with a Reverend Kevin Wallace about the issue. Well, we will not get into the good Reverend, but I encourage you all to look him up for yourself. It does seem like, though, those two individuals were not looking out for the people of their community, though. After more than a year of mask mandates, as well as big businesses and government coercing us, the citizens, to take an experimental emergency-use-only vaccine, these two don't seem to be on the side of Big Brother being concerned with the health of the population. So he allowed the usurper-in-chief's administration to introduce into our population people that not only do not have the vaccine for COVID, but for many other diseases that were eradicated for the most part in our country. These illegal aliens were also provided with in-person education, while our students, our children, the children of the taxpayers of this country, are still struggling with virtual education. But remember, government is here to help. Just not the taxpayers, it seems. Not the people that elected them. Next up, Senator Gardenhire tries to be folksy by quoting from the 1950s show Dragnet, He wants just the facts, but then he continues his statement that he does not want to get caught up in the politicizing the issue of taking care of children. He is politicizing the issue by choosing to represent the interests of the federal government and illegal aliens over those of the legal citizens of this country, our state, and more specifically, his district. Here again is the play on sympathy. Who would be against taking care of children? I know I wouldn't be, as a vast part of the people of our great republic would not be. In fact, the people of our country are the most generous of any nation on the planet. So he tugs at our heartstrings because it will be taking care of children. Not a mention of the criminal activity it took to get them into our state and into our communities. He doesn't state the age of the children, just the blanket children. I think everybody here in Tennessee would like to take care of our children first, though. We would like to ensure that our sweat equity is being spent to ensure our children are clothed, fed, sheltered, and educated. So, let us get into the cost of taking care of illegal aliens here in Tennessee. The latest stats I could find are from a couple of years ago, though. 2017, to be exact. But let's lay them out as as I found them. Like most everything else, though, in the economy, costs rise and do not decline with the years. 
So keep that in mind as we discuss 2017 figures for illegal aliens. And especially, let's throw in the struggling economy that we're trying to recover from government-ordered lockdowns, mandates, and who is or who is not an essential worker. Illegal immigration cost the state of Tennessee nearly $800 million in 2017. That is $800 million of our sweat equity. That is $800 million we could not spend on our children. $800 million of our liberty taken from us to dilute our birthright citizenship. And keep in mind that this is what it costs the state alone. This does not include the amount of sweat equity stolen from us by the federal government and provided to take care of illegal aliens. Uncle Sam is much more efficient at getting it from us, too, in the form of federal income tax. Imagine how much the usurpers of our liberty in Nashville would be spending if our state had an income tax. On a national level, the estimates of federal money, again, that comes from us, the taxpayers, first, the aristocracy waste on illegal immigrants is upwards of more than $200 billion a year. I will be putting up the 2017 map of the breakdown of illegal immigration costs to the state, but in total, it is more than $90 billion it costs the states individually. So close to $300 billion a year of our citizens' sweat equity is wasted to provide a better life for people who chose to ignore our immigration laws. Now, I don't fault them for that. After all, who would not want a better life for their families? But it sets a precedent, though. If you are willing and allowed to break one law to get what you want, you are much more likely to break more laws. And we have seen the reports about this trend all over the country. Multiple-time deportees returning to our country just to break another law. Who I truly fall for this, though, is the usurpers in our state capitals, like State Senator Gardenhire, and in our nation's capital, like nearly all 535 representatives and senators, that provide the incentives for people to break the law. They are taking our sweat equity, and in essence, bribing people all over the world to break the law and come suckle at the teat of the American taxpayer diluting our citizenship birthright. Next, usurper Gardenhire cites the Holy Bible to justify his position. He tries to equate Moses with children being dropped over the border wall. Before I go much further here in the podcast, I must let you know that I have contacted every member on this committee, as well as Governor Lee, Lieutenant Governor McNally, and Speaker Sexton with much of the same information I discussed today. But I have not heard a peep from them, though. Of course not. Anyway, back to Moses and usurper Gardenhire. If you are at all familiar with the history of Moses, you will know that his mother placed him in the river to save him from an absolute certain death. Not poverty. So the good senator's comparison falls apart right there. But that did not stop him. Of course not. He knows that the people of his district, as well as the entire state of Tennessee, are good Christians. And he wants to play the religion card in addition to take care of children card. Senator Gardenhire, newsflash for you, buddy. Charity starts at home. Not at the end of the gun of the government that would jail you if you don't pay taxes. 
taxes that you would use as charity. Illegal immigration has turned into state and federal government charity of nearly $300 billion a year of our sweat equity, and it increases every year. That is our sweat equity that we could use to choose our own charities to support. Instead of charities decided by the usurpers in Nashville or other state capitals, or especially Washington, D.C., the lies our government tells us to steal our sweat equity in this situation also results in the dilution of our birthright citizenship. I would encourage you all to look at the map I will be sharing about the cost to states of illegal immigration. Look at the states that have the highest costs. With some rare exceptions, the states with the highest costs are liberal cesspools. How many of these illegal immigrants have found a way to vote in our elections? It's a chicken or the egg situation here. Did the cost rise because of illegal aliens or the cost rise to entice their relocation? Either way, legal citizens' sweat equity is being squandered on illegal activity and diluting our birthright citizenship here in our constitutional republic. We will be turning into a banana republic if this trend continues. The 2020 elections are the precursor to more and more of this happening. Before we continue, I'd like to pause for a word from a supporter of this podcast. For all my listeners that live in the Hampton Roads area of Virginia, I want to give a huge shout out to one of my all-time favorite car mechanics and longtime good friend, Glenn Moser. He is a supporter of this podcast and the owner-operator of Professional Auto, located at 5900 Thurston Avenue, Suite Alpha, in Virginia Beach. Phone number is 757-962-0102. Not only is Glenn an extremely talented mechanic, but he is also a great American and a staunch supporter of our constitutional rights. My family and I relied on Glenn and Professional Auto for all of our vehicle needs when we lived in the Hampton Roads, Virginia area. Quality work at a fair price and service with a smile are what you will receive when you take your vehicle to Professional Auto. I encourage all my listeners there in the Hampton Rose area to look them up if your car needs work. Again, that is Professional Auto, 5900 Thurston Avenue, Suite Alpha in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and the phone number is 757-962-0102. Let's get back to Usurper Garden Hire's op-ed. More liberal tactics used in his writing. First, sympathy. Second, religion. Of course, incorrectly used. Third, what do you think he uses now? Come on now, what do you think the typical liberal uses? What do they throw about to try and win arguments? Yep, you got it. Here comes the race card. He refers in his op-ed to the Cambodian refugees being brought to our country after the end of the Vietnam War. He states there was a lot of resistance to have those people brought here. He even put the quotation marks around those people in the op-ed. So, he's trying to equate you and I and every other law-abiding Tennessee that's concerned with illegal immigration as racists. Racists always use that term, right? Those people. No, Senator Usurper, we are not concerned with the color of their skin, or their religion, or their age. We are concerned with our government 
taking our sweat equity and encouraging illegal immigration from all races, all colors, all creeds, and all religions. We are concerned with the health and well-being of our children. We are concerned with the health and well-being of the legal citizens of our communities. He goes on to state in his op-ed that after the first flight arrived in Chattanooga, two children were reunited with loved ones already here. Wait, how does that happen? The loved ones that are already here? Are they here illegally or are they here legally? Legally, they could sponsor relatives to come into the United States. They don't have to come here illegally. Remember, their immediate family member dropped them over the border wall or sent them with coyotes to be dropped over the border wall. So the people that are here that they're being reunited with are probably not here legally. What family do they have that are already here in the United States? They could not sponsor them to legally enter our country. Just questions to ponder. Can you believe him wanting us to celebrate that? That these illegal aliens were reunited with loved ones here in the United States already? Does he count on us not picking up on that? Does he count on us being apathetic to the situation? That there are already illegal aliens here accepting more illegal aliens here? Who is supporting the first set of illegal aliens? Well, that would be you and me, Mr. and Mrs. Taxpayer. Are we to celebrate reuniting illegal aliens that just arrived in our country or in our state with illegal aliens that have been living here for a longer period of time? It's just ridiculous. It goes on to describe the Usurper-in-Chief's Office of Refugee Resettlement, ORR. And again, I don't know how many times I have to say this. They are not refugees. They are illegal aliens. The title or label of refugee is another lie that is sold to you and I in order to garner our sympathy. This ORR is supposed to safely care for the air quotes here, children, And the ORR facilitates travel, child safety, and wellness, as well as cost-effectiveness. I cannot believe he used cost-effectiveness in an op-ed about government spending. Cost-effectiveness by the government is a complete joke. Do you want to know the best, most cost-effective measure that could be employed here? Stop allowing the invasion of illegal aliens at the southern border that costs us, the American taxpayers, more than $300 billion every year. That would be really cost-effective, don't you think? So, usurper Senator Gardner, if you're listening, let me read you something that you signed on the 12th of January of this year. It states, and I quote, I, Todd Gardner, do solemnly swear that as a member of this, the 112th General Assembly of the state of Tennessee, I will faithfully support the Constitution of this state and of the United States. And I do solemnly affirm that as a member of this General Assembly, I will, in all appointments, vote without favor, affection, partiality, or prejudice, and that I will not propose or assent to any bill vote, or resolution, which shall appear to me injurious to the people, or consent to any act or thing, whatever, that shall have a tendency to lessen or abridge their rights and privileges, 
as declared by the Constitution of this state. So help me God. I'm not sure if you sign that document without really reading the words or understanding the significance of those words. Also, if you're not sure what I just read, what it is called, it's your oath of office. Maybe you just thought it was some government form you had to sign to get paid by we the people of Tennessee, like direct deposit or something. That's what it seems like these days. The aristocrats, the usurpers, just recite these words and affix their signatures out of habit or routine. They do not truly understand their oaths. They practice no fealty to their oaths. My offer still stands to provide a proper example to the usurpers of our liberty at the state and nation's capitals what it looks like to fulfill an oath to the Constitution. But back to the op-ed. He further hints at the improbability of this invasion not being a coordinated effort by our feckless government usurpers in their eagerness to import new, dependent class voters and the terrible scourge of human traffickers. He states, These children leave their homes and travel more than 2,500 miles for weeks and months to come to America because their home countries are dangerous, impoverished, and unsafe. So, Senator... Let's import people that are dangerous, impoverished, and unsafe. What child by themselves can travel 2,500 miles for weeks and months? None. They're doing it with the help of human traffickers for the benefit of our tax dollars. So, but by all means, let's bring that, those dangerous, impoverished, unsafe people inside our borders. If this keeps up, how long until the United States of America becomes dangerous, impoverished, and unsafe? Is that what you want for our republic? Is that what you want for our state? It must be. If you want the people that elected you to ignore the illegal immigrants, you are facilitating in their endeavors to break our laws and live off of our sweat equity. Then the good senator goes to another standard liberal line when discussing illegal immigration the go-to statement that we are a nation of immigrants and how his family came to the United States hundreds of years ago. Nearly every citizen in our republic can trace their ancestry to a foreign country. So yes, we are a nation of immigrants. But we are a nation of legal immigrants. Immigrants that came to these shores hundreds of years ago and worked hard to assimilate and build the richest, most industrialized country on the planet. They did not break the law to come to an already built country to enjoy the fruits of the citizens that were already here. Those immigrants, those legal immigrants that are our ancestors, built this country from scratch. They didn't come here and rely on welfare programs, modern technology, the best health care on the planet, and on and on and on. So stop with that argument. They, the usurpers, peddle this argument knowing the lie behind it. My ancestors did not come here by jumping over a wall and living off the sweat equity of others. They came here legally, and they built this country to pass it on to their descendants as their birthright. Senator Usurper is using his position to advocate for we the people to willingly give up our birthright and pass it to people that came here illegally, to people that did not go through the legal channels to enter this country. Then he closes the op-ed by asking that our elected officials not beat up on children, but that we need to stay focused on the real problem. 
He says the children are the byproduct of the real problem. Again, lying to guilt us into giving in to him and the rest of the usurpers on this issue. Nobody is beating up on the children specifically. We are focused on the real problem. Illegal immigration by people of all ages. The actual real problem is that the usurpers in Nashville and Washington, D.C. will not enforce the laws of our republic. They will call illegal immigrants refugees to get our sympathy. What about the government protecting the rights of the people that elected them, the people that pay their salaries? Do we not have a right for our sweat equity to be used responsibly to enforce the laws of this country? Are we not a nation of laws? So, Senator Gardner, the usurper from Chattanooga, through his op-ed, has shown that he is not willing to follow his oath. He is completely willing to allow illegal immigration to continue, even though it has a tendency to lessen or abridge the rights and privileges of the citizens of Tennessee. He closes his op-ed with a truth, but then he tries to caveat it, though. He states, Tennessee is not obligated to provide any benefits to these illegal aliens. That is a truth. But it is the right thing to do. That is a lie. Parents all over the planet know this. So does anybody in a leadership position. If you reward bad behavior, what do you get? More, oftentimes, worse behavior. It is not the right thing to do to reward bad behavior. For far too long now, the aristocrats in Nashville and D.C. have been rewarding the bad behavior of illegal immigration. What has happened? Has it decreased this behavior? Has it stopped the flood at the borders? Absolutely not. We must now ask ourselves about what prompted Senator Gardenhire to write this opinion piece and request to serve on the recently formed Joint Study Commission. He uses lies, false comparisons to the God of the Bible, and incorrect justifications to care for the children. Why would an elected official take a side against the citizens and against the taxpayers? I'm not sure. Maybe we should investigate who is financially supporting him in his campaigns. Are the people that write him checks benefiting in any way whatsoever from the importation of cheap labor? Maybe some intrepid journalist out there can investigate that. Either way, by him publishing this op-ed, he has clearly shown a bias on what actions he plans to take while on this commission. Governor Lee, Lieutenant Governor McNally, and Speaker Sexton should immediately remove him from the commission. Nothing he contributes will be impartial whatsoever. The next thing that should happen is that the good senator should resign from public office. He has proven he is not interested in the rule of law. He has proven he is not interested in following his oath. If we are not a nation of laws, we are no longer a nation. The good people of his district should look to find a suitable replacement that believes in our Constitution, and is willing to live up to his or her oath. Anybody in an elected position that violates their oath should be immediately removed from office. I think you can tell that this 
topic can get me really fired up. As someone that understands the seriousness of taking an oath and fulfilling it, these usurpers constantly lie. And sometimes they will pretty up their lies in op-eds like Usurper Gardner did, all to obtain and maintain power. The power to abuse their office. The power to not do what their constituents elected them to do. They go in there and they get the power to redistribute our sweat equity to the benefit of themselves or people that serve to increase their position of power. We, the people, need to take back our power and remove those that violate their oath. Oath breakers need to be relegated to the trash heap of history. Before we close the show, I would like to leave you with this from God's Word. 1 Peter 3, 10-11 For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil, and his that they speak no guile. Let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. Senator Gardenhire's entire op-ed was filled with guile. Guile and lies to shame us, to bully us, to intimidate us. Guile and lies spread to keep him in power. Guile and lies to cover up his lack of fealty to his oath and our Constitution. Until next week, I pray that you stand in the arena with me. Revely, it's time to wake up.